When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Let's go to someone that's got a modicum of common sense. He's a genius when it comes to basketball and he's damn good with footy as well. Johnny Casey is up in Sydney covering the World Cup of Basketball. Hello, Case. G'day, Kimbo. How are you, Rooch? That is a tough question. I don't have an answer to it either, so I'm glad that you stumped Rooch. He's not often stumped, Kimbo. You've done well. Well, when, well, I was with the assistance of a few of the techs and a few of our listeners, but when he's stumped, he's normally twists the story, as you know, Case. But, uh, <laughs> um, so it was a really good text from Steve saying about um, he's a North Melbourne supporter, and he's saying he thinks they've got two in the VFL and two in the AFL. And uh, references Port as well, counting the Sandful. Well, Steve, sure. Should it be all AFL once it was a national comp? Have I, are you there? Hello, John. John. Oh, sorry. Oh. I, I thought you were asking Roach. I no, I've had enough of Roach. I, I want some sanity. Ah. <laughs> no. I, well, look, to be honest with you, the VFL, the AFL is the extension of the VFL. So I'm counting VFL and AFL flags together, the same as I'm counting sample flags for Port uh, as AFL. That's their that's their, their flags. So, but uh, you, when you throw up the amateur league moving into the sample, then that's a different competition. But it's a very interesting discussion that no one's ever going to agree on. Well, no, I, that I is... would I would hate to think what John Platten would do if he'd won one Brownlow medal in '86 and one in '94. What would he have one or would he have two? Well, he'd have one in the VFL and one in the AFL. Let's go to basketball. The Opals got <laughs> off to a rough start, didn't they? <laughs> Losing to France, but they've won three out of four now. They're into the quarterfinals. Yes, massive game tonight as well, Kimbo, because uh, if they can win tonight against Japan and the result between Serbia and France, which is the game that's going to start at 5.30, you can watch that on ESPN through KO Freebies. If Serbia do us a favour and beat France mm-hmm. and we beat Japan, we finish top of the group. Now, if we finish top of the group, so we are heavy favourites to beat Japan. There's no doubt about mm. that, although it is not a gimme. But we are favourites to win that game. I would say Serbia are favourites to beat France. So if we went to favouritism in those games, Australia would finish top of their group. And if they finish top of their group, they are almost guaranteed to play off for a medal, which... At the start of the tournament, my best case scenario for the Opals was playing off for bronze. And I think a medal of any colour here would be outstanding, given where the Opals are at at the moment, remembering they finished eighth in Tokyo 12 months ago mm. and only won one of four games. Uh, they're here without a recognised superstar, no Liz Cambage, who they've had in the past mm. or uh, before that, um, other superstars. So they're here as a collective team. And if they can medal here, it is a massive result for them. And uh, can I just say, being here in Sydney with the best basketball players in the world, the buzz here is absolutely outstanding. And these international events are going to keep rolling through as we head towards Brisbane uh, 2032 and the Olympics, uh, which includes the Women's World Cup of Soccer next year. It's just outstanding for our country, and I'm really happy to see so many people embracing it. Now, you've been talking about superstars. Uh, Lauren Jackson, how much court time has she been receiving? 
Well, look, uh, she's going to be a focus tonight in our pregame, and Lauren has not played a lot of minutes. She's averaging mm. six points a game, has a tournament high of nine against Serbia. The most minutes that she's played is 11 in the game against France and then also against Serbia. The other game, she's played eight and nine, which is about where I expected. I spoke pre-game, uh, pre-tournament about Lauren Jackson. I said she's going to be an impact player off the bench. She's not going to play huge minutes. Uh, but she's going to have an X-factor, and she's already proven in the game that she is an X-factor, and we've seen that already in the tournament where she turned a game, uh, and she'll turn another game before this tournament is over. But an interesting stat that I found was in the game against Mali that when she was on the floor, and let's remember that, you know, things didn't go completely all our way against Mali. Mali scored the first six points, led 10-2 after three and a half minutes, and we had to call timeout. Yeah. This is the team ranked 37 in the world that we're expected to stomp all over, yeah, and all of a sudden good. we're down eight after three and a half minutes, and who comes in for Australia? Lauren Jackson comes in and changes the course of the game. She checked in, and we ended up leading at quarter time by 11, peeled off 19 unanswered points, and it was largely to due to Lauren Jackson. In fact, the stat from that game was that Lauren Jackson played 8 minutes 45 in that game, all before halftime. And in the 8 minutes 45 she was on the court, the score was 29-0 Australia. That's the impact she has. So, John, are you sensing the Opals are drawing energy from being at home or feeling the pressure of expectation at home? Which, Which one is it? No. Interestingly, Sandy Brondello addressed that today and said she says she said to the team, go out and enjoy this. You're playing in front yeah. of your home fans. Now, maybe easier said than done, but there is no doubt that they are bouncing off this crowd. And last night, he was as loud as I've heard a women's basketball game, probably outside of the Olympics. The crowd were riding the game against Canada because it meant so much and because there were such massive swings in the game as well. In that opening quarter, Canada scored 11 without reply. In the second quarter, we scored 19 without reply, the mm-hmm. lead at half time, And there were just these massive runs. And when it came down to the clutch and we needed to get across the line, the crowd certainly were the sixth player on the court for the Opals because Good. they got behind them. Yep. And, you know, one person that our listeners at SEM will be very familiar with, Steph Talbot's having an outstanding yep. tournament. She rarely shows emotion on the court. She is one of those stoic, just deadpan, I'm playing and I've got my game face on. Well, last night she made a magnificent play down the stretch, apart from playing the whole game in very impressive fashion. But she actually got the ball, made a layup, that sort of iced the game and she turned around from making the layup and there was this huge smile on her face. And I thought, I've never seen Steph Talbot show so much emotion in a game. And I think it was largely due to the crowd. It's infectious. If they get loud and everything's making noise, then, you know, the players are embracing that. And there's no doubt in my mind, and I think there might have been a little bit of noise of affirmation for the referees as well going our way, and you certainly don't want to discourage that. G'day, Dale and Richardson, for that saying. Uh, another <laughs> South Aussie girl, a regular on our show, is Tess Madgen. We were wrapped when she was named as captain. Caught us by surprise a little bit how she's travelling. Yeah, look, you know, Tess started off slowly in that game where we lost to France, but it's since transpired that she was struggling with her knee injury. She was mm. came into the tournament... Not 100%, and I'm led to believe that she had some treatment on her knee that may have backfired a little, and rather than improve the situation, it made it worse, and it just took her a couple of days to get over that, but she's now back to her best. So I think we're going to see uh, more input from her. And 
we spoke about it just earlier on our pregame on ESPN that this is a collective performance from the Opals. As I said, there's no superstar. And Tess Magent has played her role. And last night against Canada, when we went on that 19-0 to run, Tess Magent was a big part of that. She knocked down two threes that helped turn the game. And it's those moments, you know, it may not be your night, but you can still make it, uh, you know, take your moment when it's there. And Tess Magin has certainly done that last night. And uh, I think her best is still yet to come. But uh, her leadership has been outstanding. And she shot the ball very well from long range. Against Marley, she had a tournament high 13 and was four of five from deep. She played 24 minutes against Canada last night. So that sort of suggests how important she is to the makeup of this team. John, is this World Cup doing the usual thing at World Championships where the rankings don't count? Someone fails to live up to their high ranking and some low-ranked team bites everyone else? No. In fact, the opposite has happened here, Rooch, and it's, I think it's a little bit disturbing for FIBA, to be honest with yeah. you, because the results here have been so lopsided that it hasn't really been a great advertisement for basketball overall. In fact, uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. I think I'm right in saying there was only three games out of the 27 or eight that we've played so far that have been decided by less than 10 points. Um, The USA obviously are obliterating teams. They beat uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina today by 62. They've beaten uh, other teams by massive margins as well. They've set a record for the most points scored ever in the World Cup. Um, And I expected it would be a little closer But unfortunately, um, we haven't had the close games that we would have liked. World number two, Spain, isn't here because they didn't qualify. Uh, They come through that strong European uh, qualification uh, and they missed out, which um, so they're not here. And I think their absence has hurt the tournament. And also Nigeria isn't here after being left off the roster uh, because of political issues uh, late into the tournament. And that allowed Mali to come in at world number 37, replacing world number 14, Nigeria. So... We've had lopsided results, which isn't great. And it really is tough because you want, particularly at the World Cup, you want the best nations there. We don't have Russia for obvious reasons. We don't have the world number two, Spain. And I think the tournament has suffered because of that. Mm, Hey, we saw Beck Allen go off the court in a wheelchair a couple of nights ago against Serbia, got the knee into the uh, ribs. Looks like she's okay. Will she be lining up again? Well, she's definitely going to play again, just exactly when. Now, tomorrow's a rest day for all the teams Mm. because... Uh, we play the last game tonight at 8.30 and then there's a rest day and then we go to Thursday, the four quarterfinals, Friday, the two semis, and then Saturday, the medal games get played. So she won't play tonight. I would doubt that she would play tonight, I should say, because I'm not on the selection committee, but I doubt she plays tonight. Uh, rest day on Wednesday and she should be okay to go, fingers crossed, for the quarterfinal. But uh, she's obviously so important to the team, our leading scorer, and uh, such a great defensive weapon as well, former defensive player of the year in the WNBL, and just renowned for her long arms and her ability to block shots and create havoc for the opposition. So hopefully she will be back, because it didn't look great when she went down. She could barely breathe, and you know, it took a long time for them to get her back to her feet, and as you say, into the wheelchair, and off she went. But fortunately, there's no structural damage, um, but she plays a tough brand of basketball, and she is wafer thin. I mean, I'm guessing that she's like 70 kilos or something, and she's 6'3". She's, there's not a lot to her. And sometimes when people are setting screens and you need to bounce off one, uh, that can hurt. So she'll definitely play again. It's just a matter of when. And I say she won't play tonight because, if, as I say, if Serbia beat France in the game before Australia has to play, that's going to change Sandy Brondello's outlook and the complexion of the game completely. Because if Serbia beat France then we just have to beat Japan and we're there. And I don't think that they're going to risk 
um, you know, playing back Allen there. And conversely to that, if we look at the uh, the worst case scenario, if France beats Serbia, then Australia is going to finish third because they'll be tied Australia and France and Canada in a three-way tie at the top. And we finish third given the points differentials with all that. So mm-hmm. if France win, we can only finish third. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they change the starting lineup and certainly okay. rest players. Well, boys, yeah. can I say, you can't go off in a wheelchair unless you lost the leg, all right? It was embarrassing. Uh, that was like, was it Paul Seedsman? <laughs> who was it? Who was it? Was it Travis? No, Paul Seedsman was carried off one day. Was it Paul Seedsman? Yeah. Yeah, and he's waving the crowd like and, he'll never play again, and he was fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, look, you know, to be honest, Kimber, the, the one that I remember the most like that was Wayne Carey, of all people. Wayne Carey was taken off the ground at the MCG, I think it was, in a night game. Uh, he put his shoulder out, and he was carried yeah. off the ground on a stretcher. And a week later, I was calling some boxing for Fox Sports, and November the Shingler, uh, a, a naturalised Australian from South Africa, was <laughs> in a world title eliminator. Now, if he wins this fight, he gets a crack at the world title, which is his boyhood dream. His whole career hinges on it. If he loses, he'll never get there again, probably. He threw his shoulder out, did the exact same injury that Wayne Carey did. He fought 10 rounds with one hand and just jabbed the guy. He fought for 10 rounds. The guy opposite him trying to kill him. And he had the same injury. And I thought, that gives me a little bit of perspective on how tough it is to be a boxer compared with a footballer. And that's certainly taking nothing away from how tough Wayne Carey was and footballers are. You've demoted uh, him. I hear what you're saying. No, you've demoted him. The king's a prince now. He's no longer the duck. He's a duckling. (laughs) Hey, Case, you're an absolute ripper. All all the best tonight. Uh, We look forward to listening and watching you on... What's wrong? That's a tough crowd, isn't it? Well, it is. Right? Wow. <laughs> uh, now, Case, what time can we see on ESPN's coverage? Yep, live on ESPN at 8.30 Eastern, so 8 o'clock Adelaide time through KO Freebies. You don't need to pay for it. You can watch the coverage. And uh, We've had Aaron Phillips here working on the coverage with us as well, but Narrowly Meadows and Jenny Screen from South Australia, Jenna Hay, the captain. All the stars are here and Kelsey Griffin as well. It's a great coverage, and I think you really enjoy it. And if you can't watch tonight's game, uh, let's hope you can watch the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals as well. And after you've done all that, tune in at 9.30 on Sunday for Bungie and the Brett Star. We're going to put Andrew McLeod in the hot seat. He's be back from his voting on the uh, Norm Smith medal, and uh, there'll be plenty of fun on Sunday morning at 9.30. Oh, Case, you're an absolute cool. ripper. I tell you what, if Aaron Phillips doesn't get a kick in the showdown, as much as we love you and everyone does, they'll be hating on you for taking her out of her training <laughs> program. And one to leave you with, all right? One to leave you with. Here's a text. Rucci, is the Tasmanian League part of the AFL? If not, how can the Sandful be? The Sandful is a separate league, just like the Waffle. We'll leave it as a statement. Good on you, Case. <laughs> Good on you, Kimbo. Thanks, Rooch. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.